0: When we choose Jesus, when we have chosen Jesus already, we step into this thing of a newness, an unlimited kingdom. We step into a realm where it's unlimited. And uh, the book book of Matthew, as we read it, and I encourage you to, to start reading, just Matthew 5, read with us. Matthew speaks, his his wording is is, is a lot about the kingdom of of heaven, the kingdom of earth, the kingdom of man. In John 17, verse 14 to 16, listen to the the language that Jesus uses here, how he, he distinguishes between the two worlds. And last year, just before, I think after before Anton Cater came with us, God just began to speak to me about living in two worlds. Now, inverted brackets, you know, two worlds. It's not the new world, Pocahontas, okay? It's about the the new kingdom, about living in the kingdom and living in the world. And so John 17, verse 14 to 16, it says, I've given them your word. This is Jesus, he's praying this to, to his father as the high priestly prayer. He says, I have given them your word. And the world has hated them for them. For they are not, say not, not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that my prayer is not that you take them out of the world. So Jesus is practical. He says, Obviously we can't take us out of the, the limit of, of age. I mean most of us will love that if we all look twenty one the whole time. Hey again. The, the, the limit of, of, of time and the limit of, of resources and the, the things that we naturally are in the world and that limits us. He says, I, I can't take you out of that, but, but he says that you're not part of this world. But he says, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world. There again, he says, we, we are not of the world, even as I am not from the world. And so Jesus, when he came, he created a new way, a kingdom way for us to live by, to live in, and to live through, through his life. And it's a path that we can live in, in the middle of this limited world. Because he says, he, he, if you think about all the wording of Jesus, he says, you know, listen, I, I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. Can you hear the the, the, the wording, the the things that Jesus says, listen, if you, if you come to me, you will find life. I'm life itself. I am this new kingdom. I'm God's kingdom. I've got the life. I've got the blessing. And I've created this world for us to live in. I've created this kingdom for us to live in. He's created a new way for us to live. In John 8 verse 12, it says, I am the light to the world. And those who embrace me will experience life. The giving light. So he's the world we can experience the, the giving light. The darkness of this world that we live in. He's saying, He came, He says, Listen, I could give you the light. I could give you the hope of the kingdom, the salvation, the righteousness of the kingdom. And the secret that we see here in verse 14 of that same scripture in the Passion Translation, Jesus says something that is so amazing that I wish I could say this about myself. It says, For I absolutely know who I am, where I've come, and where I'm going. He knew what he had to do upon this earth. So Jesus came and he walked in the way of the Father, the way of the kingdom. He came, he said, the word says that he only did what the Father said he must do. Only say what the Father said. He lived so connected through the power of the Holy Spirit that he walked this earth like almost that the Father was walking to show us the Father. Thomas asked, God, show me the Father. Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he created a way for us, the way of the kingdom, creating the way of the kingdom for us to walk in, for us to live in. For he is the light of the world, and we don't have to walk in darkness. Anymore. Colossians 2, verse 4. Sorry, there's lemon in there. Got a fright. One time, a funny joke one time, Alan McCall, he was preaching. And uh, we thought, as, as elders, we thought, yeah, we've got to get this. Or oh, was it Lee? I can't remember. It was Lee. We've got to get this bugger. And so what we did was we put chili. I think it was on the top of the bottle. <laughs> and so as he, as he was preaching, he, he took a sip of the, of the chili. It was the anointing of the, the power of the, the chilies. Anyway, Colossians 2 verse 4 says, see, it, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and elementary spiritual forces, of this world, rather on Christ. So what is he saying here? Is he saying that let no one take you captive of this world of deceitful philosophy depends on human tradition, religion, the thing that we might think that it's life, the the, the money, the chase of money, the elementary forces, the spiritual forces of this world, rather, that you've been put on a Christ through the life of Jesus. In Galatians 4 verse 3, he says that we were in slavery under the elementary spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. So what is what is he saying there is, is that God has rescued us from this grip of this world, from the the, the limit of this world. It's the spiritual limitness, the 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 thing of the darkness where God is saying, I've rescued you, I've created a way, a kingdom way for you to live in that you'll have a, a blessing that you'll live in unlimited, in, involved with this unlimited kingdom. Walk in it, walk through it, walk it through Christ into something that is more than just this limited world that we find ourselves in. That's why Jesus says they're not of this world. They're not of this world, this world that there is death and a curse. They're involved with a new kingdom where it's unlimited. Amen. Unlimited. And we see this in the Beatitudes, where we're going to be just starting from, from Matthew 5. We see this in the Beatitudes, a way to live. Because the Beatitudes is to Christians. Jesus was speaking to believers how to live this kingdom life, how we've, that God has rescued us from the grip from the elementary spiritual uh, warfare of, of this darkness that we, we're called into. He says that you are a new creation. The old is past; the new has come. You are a holy people. You are a holy people. A new creation, a new world, a new kingdom that He established upon earth for us to walk in. And when we look at the Beatitudes, and we look through the Sermon of the Mount, the Beatitudes, and the different ones from chapter 5, 6, and 7, we'll see how to live this life. How to live this life. So if you could show that picture. So as you could see over there, that there's the vision for 2019 is unlimited. We're not going away from it. It's not like we're leaving that on there. That's old school stuff. No, this is under the banner of living unlimited. But it's just about a kingdom and living well from Matthew 5. And it's kind of split into three things. The first thing is the Sermon on the Mount is what is true righteousness? We'll be looking at our attitude towards ourselves, to our sins, to to the Lord, and to the world. Then we'll be looking at the next thing is what is, is how righteousness comes. It came through, through the, uh, to, that Jesus came to fulfill the law and then we, that then we've gained righteousness through Jesus into this kingdom. And then finally is how this righteousness works in our daily lives. And we'll look at it. If you look at, in, in, we look at divorce, lust, uh, anger, retaliation, prayer, fasting, uh, divorce, uh, being anxious, all these practical things that we've called to, to live through. And I'm so excited, I don't know if you are, but I'm so excited because I think that God wants us to live well. Do you know that? He's a father that knows the number of hair on your heads. He knows your, your past, he knows you right now, he knows your thoughts, and he knows your tomorrow. He is so for you, who could be against you. And he wants us to live well. And the way we live well is living in the kingdom. This thing that he has made, he's paved through his blood and dying on the cross, that we could live through him, that we are access to the kingdom of God. Not only are we access, but we are sons. We're sons. We're sons and daughters in this kingdom. So that's where we're going. And I'm not going to be touching on the Beatitudes. There's just one word from the Beatitudes. But if you've got your Bible, just go to, to Matthew 4, verse 23, just before we the Sermon of the Mount. And we see how Jesus ministers to great crowds. And he went throughout all of Galilee teaching Uh, In their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Here, the the language of Matthew. And proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease, every affliction among the people. So that his fame spread throughout Syria. um, And they brought him all sick, all afflicted with various diseases and pains. Those oppressed by demons, uh, epileptics, uh, para. How do you say it? Paralectics. Thanks. Um, He healed them, and the great crowds followed them from Galilee um, and from Jerusalem and Aegea and beyond Jordan. Just a side note, you know why Matthew mentioned exactly all those sicknesses? Because it's kind of the worst sicknesses you have because it it covers the body, the body, the soul, and the mind. So what, what Matthew is actually saying is God can heal everything. There's nothing that he can't heal. That's why he mentioned it. He says, our soul being demon possessed, our mind and our body. You say, I can heal everything. Interesting, eh? Sometimes you just read past that and it's just like, oh, yeah, he heals those. But he actually wants to, a special thing, actually, I can heal everything. There's nothing too big for me. So we read this and before that we see the call of John and, and the disciples. And uh, it's kind of this this, this introduction to present the Son of God that is our King. To introduce this Jesus as our righteousness. And the main theme that we begin to see as we reach, as we start with, with, with Matthew 5, is a thing of true righteousness. True righteousness. You see when he was in the synagogues and and preaching, he, he was teaching against the religious leaders of that time. They had an artificial external righteousness that was based on the law. But the righteousness that Jesus describes here is true. It's vital righteousness that begins internally with the heart. See, the Pharisees taught that righteousness was an external thing. It's the is how much you do in order of how much you get. It's actually funny how we Christians can still fall into that little trap of the enemy. Is how much we do is how much the Father loves me. But with with with, with Jesus, and we see, we begin to read with the Beatitudes, is a picture of a, of a, of a believer that Jesus described Christian character that flows from within. When you look at the Beatitudes, it's about. God's working through us from within. That's why Jesus says the kingdom of God is within, not from the outside, not from the external rights, but the righteousness of Jesus works from the heart. He's going after the heart of man. Are you with me? So, verse five. Drum roll. Seeing the crowds, he went up onto the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. Verse 2 And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed. I'm going to stop there, but blessed. He used the word blessed. Massive crowd, their attention were riveted. Just picture, they're riveted on every drop of honey that came out of Jesus' mouth. They were glued to him. Their ears were tingling because he said the word blessed. The word blessed to us in our language is a common thing. Bless you as you sneeze. But if you look back then, if you look into the culture of what is that stage at that very moment, that the Beatitudes, blessing comes from from the word Beatitude. And the word blessing was not a word that they used very often. It was very rare. And they only meant this powerful word, It meant divine joy and perfect happiness. It wasn't a word used for humans. It was a word to describe a kind of joy experienced only by gods or the dead. See, blessed implied an inner satisfaction, a sufficiency that did not depend on outward circumstances for happiness. And when Jesus, when he sat down and opened his mouth and he said, blessed, their ears were like these satellites hearing this word blessed. They probably looked at each other like, did he just say the word blessed to a common people, just a random people, fishermen, normal people like you and me. He used that word blessed. 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 It's like they they were almost just starting his preach. Imagine, just blessed. It changed the atmosphere because they realized that this was a new kingdom. How could I deserve blessed in a world that was so limited? He says, blessed. All, All of a sudden, people's eyes, people's hearts were turned with Absolute awe of this new teaching, this incredible Jesus, this man is standing there saying, blessed to me, a sinner. Blessed to me, a person that is just an ordinary person. Blessed. Inner satisfaction. Imagine just that, that realization that is available to me. Is available to us. This is what the Lord offers us when we trust Him. When our hearts are after Jesus, we are blessed. You are blessed. We throw that word so easily, but to understand the weightiness when Jesus stood up and said, blessed. And I want to read Ephesians 1 over you with the Passion Translation. And I want you to listen, because it's every spiritual blessing over you and over us as a people. It says, every spiritual blessing in heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus, all because He sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate Him, as, 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 as Greg said, with all our hearts. For He chose us to be His very own, joining us to Himself even before He laid the foundation of the universe. Because of His great love, He ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in His eyes with unstained innocence. But it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus, the anointed one, so that his tremendous love that cassades over, world, uh, cassades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus, he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings us brings Him great pleasure. Since we are now joined to Christ, we are being given the treasures of the redemption by His blood. The total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cassading riches of His grace. The superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the anointed one, he unveiled his secret desires to us, the hidden mysteries of his long-range plan, which he was delighted to implement from the beginning of time. And because of God's unfailing purposes or purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all ages finally reaches climax, where God makes all new things in all of heaven and on earth, Jesus Christ that's yours that's a love letter to you just put your name on it blessed blessed you are blessed and I felt just to to for us to start as this new journey into the kingdom how do we living living well in this kingdom is to know, first of all, number one, is that you're blessed beyond your wildest dreams. Yes, we are limited by the world. Yes, we are, we are limited by time and age, and we're limited by our sin, but God has created us a new kingdom for us to live in, a kingdom that is unlimited, unlimited resources, unlimited, that nothing is impossible in this kingdom, Nothing. You'll heal every disease, every sickness. You'll bring hope in hopeless situations. He is the light of the world. And that's where God wants us to start off this journey as as, uh, we look at the sermon, the Beatitudes, to live life well. And how we do this is just that Deuteronomy. It just says, choose life. Choose it. The incredible Jesus gives us choice. Doesn't force upon this kingdom or upon us because he knows as he forces it on us, there's no life. There's no freedom. So he places before us this morning: life or death, blessing or a curse. The old world. A new kingdom. Choose love. Hold on to Him. Embrace Him with everything that you've got. This is how we live it out in the kingdom. Amen. So let's stand and then. I hope it made sense that we, that we can see where we're we going as a church, where we believe that we're feeling for, for the next while about God just wanting for us to to live this life, to live it well, live it unlimited live through practical things, live through our anger and I really believe the Holy Spirit is going to touch many of our hearts to deal with things so that his glory will be made known and so Father we just come this morning we thank you Jesus that we read in Ephesians 1 that love letter to us that we have every spiritual blessing on heaven and on earth, not by our own doing, not by the prayers we pray, not the amount of money that we give, not how kind we are to one another, but through the love of the cross of Jesus as He stood, as He was hanged on the tree, broken, that we may, we may receive life, that we may be a new creation, a holy people, that you see us without blemish, holy people. And God, I pray as we start this series about the kingdom, about living well, I pray, Father, that we will step into the kingdom that you paved for us, that you paid the price for us so that we could be sons and daughters in this kingdom. I pray, Lord, that you'll take us, protect us from the evil one, the world that is so limited, that tries to limit us, that tries to limit our brain, it tries to limit our thoughts, our, our being, our happiness, our joy. It tries to squish us down, that we look, else, we look more into the world to try to find the peace that only you provide. I pray, Lord, that we'll step into the kingdom of life, the kingdom of heaven, because, Jesus, you came and you brought heaven to earth. So that we cannot experience heaven one day, we can experience it right now through you, through the blood of Jesus. And I pray, Lord, as we, as we look practically about living well, I pray, Father, that your presence will be so known. Your presence will be known. I pray that we'll sense your presence like never before. I pray as we read your word, as we read your, your, your spring of life, your fountain, Lord, as we dig into it, as we look through it, as we go through hard discussions on the word that we have to go through, I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will be with us. Guide us as a people that when the world looks at us, they see a people that are free. A people that is not bind by the world, a people that are captivated by a king and his kingdom, and that as a people that we will make known, this incredible kingdom that we have the privilege to be sons and daughters of. We pray this in your
1: precious name. Amen. Great. Thank you, Paul. Exciting. Um, yeah, we are, the Bible says that we are citizens of heaven. Eh? How's that? I think you know, it says we, we are strangers and aliens traveling through, pilgrims through this world. And sometimes I think that some of the teachings of the world, we're more familiar with those. Those things should be strange to us. Someone comes and tells us something, say, well, what is that? Let me tell you what I know from heaven. And that's what we what, what we're to to bring down, and I honestly believe, and we believe as an eldership, you know, the the world needs a church today that is living well, that's connected with heaven, that is bringing something of heaven down to earth, and a church that is thriving, yes, there are struggles, but even through the struggles, we know that we've got a hope, and where where our hope lies, and that, yeah, just a, a, a church that knows where to go. Where it's blessing lies and there can be a blessing out in the world, and that's what we're hoping. And we will be a church that is. You know, Paul spoke there of in Matthew four, you know that, that God wants us whole body soul spirit, and it, um, in Matthew and that whole sermon it, it talks about it. You know, practicing your righteousness and how when you practice your righteousness how it affects you, uh, your your body mind body soul and spirit. So yeah, join us in, in the journey and let's be those those people that uh, that we can be a city, together with others out there that um, reflect our king and, our, and his kingdom. Great. We're going to have some, uh, some what do you call those things? Um, Cupcakes.